Jesse is a Johnson. I like Jesse is a friend. Yeah, you know he's a good friend of Prince. All right, so I guess that's how we're enjoying this week. You're not talking about Rick Springfield. No, we are talking about the man, the legend, Jesse Johnson, this week. Jesse. My second favorite of the Minneapolis uh, group of people who are not Prince. <laughs> we, and, I actually know, just realized this. On Offbeat Tracks, we are, as you can tell, we are um, very into Prince and Prince-adjacent topics. Yes, and I, I'm glad you <laughs> use the term Prince-adjacent because yes. I do think that to only talk about Jesse Johnson in the uh, within the guise of Prince is extremely unfair to him because he's a very, very talented guy. Super which is talented. What, the whole reason that, you know we wanted to do this episode... Um, but also very Prince-like, but also super talented. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah. Jesse is, he is a fantastic guitar player. He's an amazing, amazing, amazing guitar player. Um, just a bit on his background. He was born in Rock Island, Illinois, but he grew up in St. Louis. Neither um, a rock nor an island. That's true. Uh, <laughs> he is entirely self-taught on guitar, which is yeah. incredible, mm-hmm. uh, considering what a great player he is. He's entirely self-taught. Super good. Um, at the suggestion of a recruiter who saw him performing in St. Louis, he moved to Minneapolis in April of 1981 and moved into the downtown YMCA, according to his official bio yeah. on his website. Isn't that something? Yep. Um, he ended up joining with a local band that was called Enterprise, and this was his first Minneapolis gig. Uh, Enterprise, of course, uh, featured a woman named Sue Ann Carwell on vocals. Sue Ann would later go on to be a, a successful on MCA Records and uh, had a song on the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack, yeah. in addition to some of her own albums. Uh, but uh, more notable for Enterprise's uh, drummer, uh, a man by the name of Morris Day. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, me too. Um, so <laughs> Jesse and Morris Day become buddies. Uh-huh. Uh, Morris Day already knew Prince. Um, he introduced uh, Jesse and Prince, and uh, Prince kind of helped them assemble uh, a band um, that originally was going to be. Did you know this? That the time was not the original name of the group. Um, I actually. I read this on Jesse's official found, bio. <laughs> uh, I found out kind of the because you know I, I I discovered the catalog of Lips Inc. Oh yes. And um, their singer, the main singer of Lips Inc., was in the kind of like first iteration of the time. I can't remember what it was called. Ooh, I'm gonna look it up. I wonder if that's uh, Sue Ann Carwell. I wonder if she was in Lips Inc. Also, that might be her. I'm going to do that research. But go on. Do you? Be, um, do, do you know? I'm trying to remember what it uh, was because I saw it. Do you know um, what the original name of the time was? No, not off the top of my head. The Nerve. The Nerve. They were going to be called the Nerve. Isn't that great? Uh, no. Uh, Morris Day and the Nerve. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Lips Inc. was uh, their vocalist was Cynthia Johnson. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's okay. former Miss Minnesota. Yes, that's true. That's right. I always forget that Lip Sync was a was a Minneapolis thing. But yeah, yeah, they totally super were. Mini- yeah, they're all. So yeah, they all know uh, each these, other. These are all. Yeah, we love Minneapolis yeah. artists. That's that's really what it is. <laughs> We'd go there if it weren't uh, so damn cold. So anyway, yes, the nerve, and it became the time. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Jesse, of course, was on a, a few records with the time. Um, and then after the movie Purple Rain, which I believe he was in, he was. Uh, yeah, because uh, that's actually how I discovered him. Because I'm not a huge fan of Purple Rain. I never have been. Interesting. And it's whatever. I like the music. I just don't care for the movie. But the first time I saw the movie, I was like, I noticed Jesse Johnson. 
Jesse, now Jerome. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, I noticed Jesse Johnson. I was like, who's that guy? That guy is a star. Who is that? He's a total and then star. I st- and then I started getting into Jesse Johnson and was like, oh, okay. He like, yeah. left right after that. Yeah. So yeah, right after Purple Rain is when Jesse uh, leaves to go um, do his solo thing. And uh, ended up with uh, his first solo record in 1985. Yeah. Um, now, I see this, some some sources credit this album to Jesse Johnson as a solo record. Some of them credit a band called Jesse, Jesse Johnson's Jones. Review, yeah. because mm-hmm. that was the name of the album. Um, Jesse, I think, refers to this as a solo record on his official bio. So I'm not really sure what the deal is. Like, if Jesse Johnson's Review is actually a band, it was the same group of musicians on the three, yeah. the three mm. quote-unquote Jesse Johnson solo albums that we're going to discuss today. Um, it was the same group of musicians. So it's arguable whether they kind of at first decided to, to try to present it as a band called Jesse Johnson's Review. Um, or if it were, they were just Jesse's backing band. But either way, the first uh, Jesse Johnson solo record, we're calling it, uh, yeah, that came out in 19, 1985, yes. uh, was called Jesse Johnson's Review. Yep. Um, and his first single off of it uh, is, I would say, one of his more well-known songs of yeah, his solo stuff. It's definitely. called Be Your Man. It is so good. This was a number 61 hit in the United States, number 20 on the club. Entered the charts on my birthday week. At number 89. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I take credit for Jesse Johnson. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that seems kidding. fair. Just kidding. Yeah, no. Such a good song. So funky. I mean, it's still, like... Jesse Johnson's music is that still that pure, like, Minneapolis funk. Oh, yeah. It's very Prince. But this, there's nothing wrong with that. No. This song is uh, exceptionally funny to me because I, <laughs> I like to imagine that when he sings the hook... That he's he's like being very literal about it, and he's actually into some kind of a weird like toddler fetish. Like, I want to be your man, baby. <laughs> Thank you for ruining that for everyone. For I can't. I have a hard time listening to the song with a straight face for that reason because I always think because I, I you know be I think baby. the term man baby probably wasn't you know it's like a way to pejoratively talk to somebody who's being an adult baby. Uh, so every time yeah. I hear it now, Sounds it's just, like, I want to be your man, baby. It's like, I imagine he wants to go argue in a comments section about why feminazis are taking over the world I, I and be a real like, man, baby. I feel, I feel like someone probably sends that message. It's their first <laughs> message on Tinder. I want to be someone your man, baby. Says that. <laughs> uh, and this song is their ringtone. We're so sorry, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse actually has another big club hit right after that yes. with Can You Help Me? Baby, can you help me? I love it. It's, oh. To me, this is like... Excellent melodies. I know you're probably going to frown upon like me being like, this is Prince, basically. No, I have that this in my notes, though. This is like... This, you're right. This, this is a Prince song. It really is. And, and, I <laughs> and think there's it, nothing wrong with it. I think it just goes to show you, though, like how that Minneapolis sound really mm-hmm. was a thing. And Prince just happened to be the person who was the best at it. Oh, yeah. And the most successful with it. But um, there were people out here like Jesse Johnson who were also involved in the the creation of this sound. And you're right. This this first record is still, he had not really broken away from that 
sound of the time and the sound of the early print stuff. It was still that that is what it sounded like. He's still using what I refer to as the Lindrum knock, you know, that, you know, that percussive noise that Uh I'm talking about. That's very like it's Prince. Mm -hmm. You still hear that in a lot of these uh, songs and that would not be the case moving forward. But you're right. This record um, uh, as a whole, it's like Jesse Johnson's review is a great funk album. Um, oh, God, yeah. It's very accessible. The, the melodies are very simple. Everything's very singable, like as soon as you listen to it. But he really had not yet come into his own yes. on this record, I, I mean, think. I you have to think, too, it's not even so much like he didn't come into his own or he hadn't done that yet. I just felt like, I mean, this is this is like early 1985. Purple Rain is still huge. Prince in that album are still all over the charts. Right. This is the sound. I mean, it's not... It's not that much of a departure, and but, but I mean, like these these Jesse Johnson songs in this song too. It's just like funk with smooth vocals. That's what Prince is to me, and that's what this album is and this song. Yes, and I think later on Jesse would get realize what his exact oh, yeah, strengths yeah, yeah. were, it and grows. he would exhibit them more. But yeah, I, I agree, especially with in "Can You Help Me." I think you hear it more than anything oh, on this yeah. record. That it's yeah, he's still very into that sound. Prince. This one is just, it's its another, this is, it's another Prince-esque ballad. This is a jam. This is a total jam. This is a beautiful like song. It's, it's called I Want My Girl. This was um, not a top 40 hit, but it did chart. It hit number 76 on the on the Hot 100. Yeah, I can see. I, I actually wonder how this wasn't a bigger hit. Like, yeah, I me, agree. This, I kind of feel like this is a timeless kind of song, too. Like when I. Like, Absolutely. When I hear this song, I hear. Like, there's a lot of modern music that takes from this. Like, to me, if you get a different kind of production thing and kind of, like, update a little bit, this is a song... Sorry, I'm hitting your blinds. Um, This is a song that could totally belong on, like, Bruno Mars' new album. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. I mean, you'd have to produce it a little differently. Bruno is kind of doing a little... uh retro thing on that album he has out now. Yeah, but, but I'm but saying it works yeah, though. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I see what you're saying. I think there's a lot of that sound that's popular right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so Jesse's uh, Jesse Johnson's review was 1985. The following year, we get the follow-up album, Shockadelica. Now, do you know the story here between Jesse and Prince and what happened with this this album? Because this no, is, but I'm gonna love oh, it. I well, this is very tell. interesting. So, uh, Prince and Jesse were amiable. Still, they were they were buddies at this point, They're and still, and I I've, like I mean I think that that never really changed. But the deal was, Prince has an ego, and. Yep. He's not afraid of flaunting it, even to when it may make one of his quote unquote friends look dumb. Uh, so Jesse 
um, had told Prince, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to drop my second record. And he, he it's called Chocodelica. And Prince was like, that's a brilliant title. Do you, you know, what's the title track sound like? And Jesse's like, oh, well, there is no title track. And Prince is going, oh, well, you mean you didn't write a song called Chocodelica, but you're calling the album that? That's a great title. Why don't you have a song called Chocodelica? And Jesse was kind of like, I don't know. And by the way, there are like a million versions of this story. I'm giving you the version that has the most facts that overlap, like in the most oh, versions okay. of this story. Right. So, yeah, this is this is all the legend. I want to preface all that. Like this, this is the the urban myth that, uh, I, to my knowledge, has never was never confirmed by Prince and uh, has never been confirmed by Jesse uh, in its entirety. But that's the story. He tells Prince that he's got this record coming out called Chocodelica. Prince is like, how could you not have a title track with that great title? So Prince writes and records a song called Chocodelica, yeah. uh-huh. sends it to Jesse on a tape and says, here's your, here you go. Here's the title track. And Jesse was like, no, thanks. I have a solo career. I don't want this. So Prince says, OK, and releases it as yeah. the B-side to a single weeks before Jesse Johnson's album Chocodelica comes out. Wow. And the, I knew the legend, that Prince song, but I didn't know The legend is that Prince did that to make it look like Jesse Johnson swiped a title from Prince for his record. Because, you know, this was pre-Twitter. This is pre-social media. So you can't get a message out there instantaneously. So it was really kind of a dick move by Prince, if that's true. And that's what he did. Wow. And I mean, Prince's Chocodelica is a pretty good song. But yeah, it's like good. Jesse's album speaks for itself to me. It is. This a, is brilliant. Yes. Jesse's albums only get better. And and Shockadelica is a huge improvement over Jesse Johnson's review. I think so too. In my opinion, um, because he kind of he started coming into his own. He realized my guitar playing needs to be at the forefront of this. Oh yeah. I need to be making more dance pop music because this is this sound that I can really make and explore very well. It's still very Minneapolis funk. It is very but Minneapolis it's funk. Moved on. A yes, little but bit. we're getting more into dance pop here than yes. than funk pop. Yes. Yes. Um, the first uh, single uh, from Shockadelica, he paired up with Sly Stone, <laughs> which is just so funny. The song Love was it. called Crazy. Um, it was a number 12 hit in the club. I want to give it a round of applause yeah. if I can. Okay. God, I love this song. Um, I, it's funny. In retrospect, I'm like, oh, Sly Stone seems like a weird choice, but I guess not really. I mean, at that time. Funk? Wasn't Sly, that? Yeah. Sly has not, had not been out of the public eye that long. Yeah. I mean, like what his, like the big Sly and his family stone stuff was like early 70s. That's what, like 15 years before it. It's not that. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Sean exactly. Paul is on the charts again. Yeah, Sean Paul can be on the charts now. Sly yeah, I was, stone I was trying to be. think of like what a comparable uh, situation would be. I guess it would be like somebody now doing a song with Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. <laughs> you know, is that, is that a fair comparison? Uh, like if a rock artist came out now and, and brought Rob Thomas on. If Santana came out with an album with everyone he worked with and like <laughs> 2000, everyone he worked well, with I was thinking is like, now out of. Like a new rock oh. artist came out and did something with Rob Thomas. I guess that would be the equivalent of Jesse Johnson having pulled Sly Stone onto a single with him in 1986. See, Bruno Mars and um, Rob Thomas would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Think of somebody from like 2001. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, um, Bruno Mars and mystical. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Either way, no matter. Crazy is an it's awesome so song. It's so good. It's so good. Baby, stop resisting. 
Jesse's second single off of Shockadelica is also a big club hit, number 18. Uh, she, I Can't Resist is the title on this one. It's all beat. Yeah, it is all beat. And again, we're hearing more instrumentation on this. The mm-hmm. the, the Jesse Johnson Review album played it really safe and stuck to the Lindrum and the guitar and the the few keyboard stabs here and there. But this one, like you start with an organ yeah. on this song, which is awesome. It's it's a departure. I have no idea how Baby Let's Kiss did not chart. I agree. This is an incredible song. It's incredible, and I feel like it fits right in that time. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so, like, this This is a great Jesse Johnson hallmark to me. Like, if you point to the Jesse Johnson sound, yes. Baby Let's Kiss is it. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's got, like, this funky, like, conga shuffle happening. It's just, yeah, it's I everything. Know. I wonder if they just, like. But this song did not chart. I just wonder if I wonder if radio stations just had trouble playing Jesse Johnson. If it was just like, well, we have Prince and we also have Jesse Johnson, similar sounds. Yep, I bet you're right. Similar voices, and it's just there's only room for one. We also have to touch on the last song on Shockadelica. Um, it is quite a departure from the rest of the oh, album. Yeah. You get just, it's a very short song. It's just over two minutes long, but it's essentially just Jesse and his acoustic guitar and some backup singers uh, on a track called Black in America. Yep. Um, this, it's a, it, the production is very minimal, but this is one it's hell powerful. of a song. It is a it's very powerful, powerful song. powerful, and it does not sound like anything he has done up to that point. No, it's almost it's, it's it's almost a country blues song. I think that's on purpose too. Sure. So you're like, you know, if you really want to highlight something that's important to you and an important message, you want to make it stand out. Yeah, and, and his, his voice is at the forefront of this, and it's great. Just, yeah, Jesse has has a really wonderful singing voice. Yes. By the way, I don't think we've mm-hmm. noted that yet, but this this dude really can sing, and he has a very interesting voice. Yep. And this is where you hear it the best because just because of the minimal um, instrumentation. Oh, yeah. And um, I think this is a he's very proud of this song. You can tell he's um, there's a video of him. Uh, if you if you go on YouTube to Jesse type Jesse Johnson live, um, there's like a 10 part uh, video series of him doing a set at the end of 2014. Wow. Um, and he does play this song. Good. Uh, in the middle of his set. Um, same kind of thing. I think he uses an electric guitar when he does the live version, but same thing, just the backup singers. and It's still even with him. an electric it's, guitar. Yeah, it's, it's so just, different. And live is very stunning. It's a, it's just a very powerful song. Yeah. Some of us are lucky by far. Still we fight for the rights to be black and brown and set free. I beg your pardon. I didn't mean you. I take the blame. You don't stand accused. Do you mind? 
lot of love and apology The point is, it's only getting worse If not for ourselves, the children deserve A better world from you and me all right, so now we get to talk about my favorite Jesse Johnson album. This oh, is shit. this is his magnum opus to me. Uh, when you get funky in 1988, this is what you get. That's right. So <laughs> 1988, we're two years down the road, and Jesse's third solo album, Every Shade of Love, is out. I stumbled across yes. this by accident um, just probably six months ago. Wow. Okay. I, I think one of the songs came up on some sort of a music shuffle service or whatever. But I was like, what is this? And I had never heard this album. And I went and I mean, every song on this record is flame. Yeah. It is um, absolute fire. Yeah, it's real. Uh, I meant to say this earlier about one of the main things I love about Jesse Johnson and really just like more stay in the time too. I love when people call out instruments. Oh, God, yes. It's one of my favorite things in music. It can be the shittiest song for like two minutes. And if they're like horns, I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Prince did it. Uh, ja- Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson does did it. it all Nana the time. Cherry does it. Nana Cherry, uh, Sheila E. Sheila, yeah. I yeah. love that. Yes, I agree. You want to get me into a song, you call out what instrument. Yes, you tell is me coming. what instrument's it's, coming. That's right. Like, oh, I love it. I love a warning. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Jesse Johnson. Jesse Johnson does that a lot, and this is one where he goes horns. That's right. And I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first. Um, single on this record is called love struck it's the very yep. it's the very first song and boy it just plunges you headfirst into the sound you can expect for this amazing uh-huh. album and he's so i mentioned that on shockadelica he kind of went more toward dance pop he goes even further toward dance pop on yeah. on every shade of love this is very this is, 1988 this is pretty much a straight up dance pop record with fun, funk overtones we'll say yeah 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 but he doesn't depart far from that no I don't but think. i think it still fits this is a straight up dance pop oh, record yeah. And and Love Struck is just a, a great way to kick it off. So the title track on Every Shade of Love, um, this is just one hell of a cute New Jack Swing song. It's it really is. Early like, New me, Jack Swing. Like, it's really very early New Jack Swing. It's very like a Bobby Brown-esque yes. vocal. Like, it, it just bounces. Like that. It bounces. It's cute. It's colorful. It's a colorful. new edition song, but it's Jesse Johnson. It's got that kind it's of It's sweet. It's it. got kind of that, that um, you know, just kind of like young love feel to it. And what the hell is that bass line? Like, <laughs> right. are you trying to kill me? Are you trying to kill me? Are you Do you trying like to commit? Me? Homicide via bass, Jesse Johnson. What are you doing? Because you're on your way to doing it. Um, there is a reason, by the way. Um, the first time I heard this, I thought, boy, that really sounds like a, a, an album cut, a non a non single cut on Paula Abdul's Forever Your Girl album ah. called "I Need You." And Did he produce lo that? and behold, he wrote it. Oh, so there you go. You go. <laughs> so yeah. that's why "Every Shade of Love" is a very similar song. Mm-hmm.
And one more we wanted to talk about, uh, even though this wasn't a single on Every Shade of Love. It's called So Misunderstood. And you were talking about like the stabs where he calls out the instruments that are coming. There's a whole lot of good God in this one. <laughs> I know, it's very James Brown. <laughs> Which you just like, oh, you're like, oh, yes, yes, yeah, good like, God, yes. Okay, Jesse, I'm feeling this. Yeah, I'm all about like a James Brown, good God, y'all. Like, oh, I love it. Um, yeah, like it's great synth, great bass. Like, I feel like he's back to like a very Prince sounding vocal in this. There's a lot of like Prince-esque of a thing in it. Like to me, I think this is like a lost Prince song. If you ever heard it. Interesting that you say that because like this, I hear less and less Prince in all of his records. I do and like I, overall. I think, I think he's pretty fully departed from the Prince sound because Prince was not doing Prince anything. was not doing this in 1988, no. but I'm talking like the older kind of a, when he was a lot more funky. Like I hear a Prince vocal in this. Okay. Maybe, I mean, if Prince, maybe in the vocals, but see to me, just not in the music oh, production yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. No, not it's here. Just, no, but I think the vocals are very Prince. Like if, I did not know this was Jesse Johnson. I'd be like, huh, I've never heard this Prince album cut. <laughs> but it's not Prince. Interesting. So those are the three Jesse Johnson albums that you absolutely need to check out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1985's Jesse Johnson's Review, 1986's Shockadelica, and 1988's Awesome Every Shade of Love. <laughs> He's <laughs> you, a little biased. You can tell which one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love, I just think like, I just don't understand why he wasn't a bigger star. Me either, but to you know me, what? To me, like, he stole the show, not really stole the show in no, he, but he Purple was, Rain, but he was so prominent to me. I, like, every time he was on... The screen, I was attached yeah. to him. And and also he, I was four more stay in the time when it was like the good guy and bad guy. I was like, I want them to win. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Maybe that's why. <laughs> um yeah, and I mean he was he was the most talented member of the time, I think, arguably. Oh God, Morris yeah. Day got the attention because he was the flashy cab calorie front man, but Jesse is just he's such a brilliant guitar player and a great so singer. Good. And just he's just one hell of a songwriter. And and these albums are worth checking out if you've never heard um, any of his solo stuff. So I hope the clips that we played for you uh, will will get Actually, you to go check those out because all of them are available. You, I think all his solo records are on Spotify. I you think can so hear too, all of them. Yeah. Um, it, also, if you want to hear Jesse's latest album, um, he does. I, I believe it's on Spotify, but he definitely is selling it on his website, which is also <laughs> like last week's Jane Child. We talked about her website a lot. He also has a very like Web 1.0 website that's very funny. <laughs> Do we need to download uh, Real so, Player yeah. for that one? <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, if we've already downloaded so, it for the Jane Child there website, there you go. Then you're equipped for then Jesse you're Johnson. Ready. Which I yeah, his website's jessejohnson.com. Yeah, uh, go figure. Um, but yeah, you can read up. Um, is he still touring? Because you said um, that thing well, about 2014. Yeah, he did. He played a live set uh, in 2014. Um, I don't know about like a tour, but um, he does play live shows, I believe, from time to time. That would um, be cool. So, yeah, check out Jesse's stuff um, uh, beyond what we've played here today. He's he's very incredible and just a lot of fun to listen to. And if you oh, love dance yeah. pop, there's no way you won't love that. You will record. love this. Yeah. So much. Well, in the meantime, you should tweet us and tell us what you would like to hear us uh, yak on about on uh, our lovely podcast here. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, you can catch us uh, online at offbeattrackscast.com. We're also on Twitter at offbeattracks. So yeah, tweet Let us. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Max. I'm Danielle. See ya. See ya.